What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Inventory with your host, Ben Kuchipudi and Tyler Grandbaby. So instead of going through our usual motions, you know, going over the stats of certain teams, going over the scores, we're going to dive into a more serious topic at hand. As most of us know, Kyrie Irving, superstar guard for the Brooklyn Nets, is currently suspended for um, a tweet that... um he made on October 27th um, supporting the supporting an anti-Semitic film. And we're just going to talk about the effect it has on the Brooklyn Nets and the league and just the community in general. Tyler, any um, comments that you want to add before we get into it? It's, it's, it's quite dicey. And I think the root of a lot of this stuff is a lot of misinformation and a lot of people diving on certain things. But we'll just get into it from a pure basketball and fact perspective. Yeah, so we're going to start with just the basketball standpoint. Obviously, the Nets are underachieving this year. We know that. The Nets, obviously, with KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, you're going to expect them to do uh, better than they are right now. Currently, they're sitting at 5-7, and seven, which is 10th in the East. And a lot of it has to do with um, Kyrie not being there for the last few games. And obviously, Ben Simmons hasn't done anything to help the cause. It's been a Kevin Durant-carried team. But for the Nets to really have their full ceiling they need Kyrie to come back to the court as soon as possible and even though suspension is supposed to end Saturday night against the Clippers we have no idea if he's going to come back to the team we have no idea what the Nets plan to do with him if they want to keep sitting him if Kyrie wants to play or if they want to trade Kyrie or if they want everything to go on as normal so we honestly it's we have no idea what's going to happen with him it's what the Nets and Joe side decide to do so yeah, that's how it stands from a basketball standpoint. Yeah, absolutely agree, Ben. And the thing about basketball is, as of late, basketball, the capital B is for business, right? And you have, all politics aside and things like that, you have, I would say, in my opinion, the most gifted basketball player, pound for pound, I've ever seen in my life. I've seen this man live. I've seen him in a Cleveland jersey, a Boston jersey, and I've seen him in a Brooklyn jersey, drop 50 in Barclays. And he... He's an immense talent, has such control over himself and such prowess. And every time he checks to the game and wipes the bottom of his sneakers, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. And I love seeing clips where rookies and tenured vets are like, who's the hardest guy you had to guard? And it's like, ah, Kyrie Irving, the guy hailing from St. Patrick's and went to Duke under Coach K. This guy, I love Kyrie Irving. I loved him in the Uncle Drew movie. I loved him fading away uh, against the Golden State at Oracle back in 2016. Kyrie is what basketball represents from a skill perspective. It's flashy. It's smooth. It's slick. As Walt Frazier said, it's styling and profiling. And Brooklyn is in desperate need for this figure of basketball to come back. Because as you said, Ben, they're five and seven. KD can only do so much with his nappy hair and dry skin on his legs. He can only do so much, Ben. And Kyrie on any team, I don't care if it's a, a team of the blind, you know, a, he will always perform and just bring a certain aura to the game. And he's just absolutely an awesome, awesome basketball player. And Brooklyn is in desperate need to bring him back. But there is this thing that he did that set them back however many steps that they did. And before we get into that, of course, I do think that Kyrie's tenure at Brooklyn is numbered because this isn't the first instance where he had a discrepancy with the team. As we all know, he barely partook in the team during COVID because of his personal reasons, which I do respect if he didn't want to take it, what not, whatever, but it's very difficult. So Brooklyn and him obviously are going to have this tethered relationship because this isn't the first instance of him doing something that can hinder his 
uh, availability on the team. Yeah, yeah, you said it perfectly. Kyrie Irving, when you think of a hooper, you think of Kyrie with his handles, his just a smooth level, his smooth play, his demeanor when he steps onto the court. That guy, he loves basketball, and he's one of the most fun players to watch. And like you have been watching him ever since he came into the league in 2011 and seen him in many di- in different jerseys, I've seen him play live, seen him on TV, played with him in 2K. So it would be, it would be great to see him back on the court because Kyrie makes basketball basketball, but Kyrie Irving over the last few years has probably been the most polarizing figure in basketball with refusing to play because he wouldn't take the vaccine. And there are numerous other comments that he's made and just his overall relationship with the, the Nets as a whole. And like, even like he's ever since his um, final season in Cleveland, he's always been like, I don't want to say a cancer to teams, but he's been like a little detrimental. He has, It's not the same Kyrie that was in Cleveland hitting the big shots against Steph and the Warriors back in 2016. Ever since that um, championship season, Kyrie just seems like he hasn't been the same person, not player, but yeah. person. I feel like his personality has changed a little bit um, for the worst, honestly, because he, um, he ruined things with LeBron in Cleveland. He ruined things for the two years he spent in Boston. And he's been injured with the Nets. He's had some very questionable um, comments and decisions made. And he just hasn't spent as much time on the court for the Nets as he really should have. And Nets need him to play. But obviously, stuff like this can't fly with the league. And obviously, you have to. And obviously, Brooklyn did the right thing by uh, suspending him for um, the five games. And it could potentially be more. But... One thing I also like that um, Brooklyn did—they gave him a—they gave him an ultimatum, a to-do list, if one should say. Yeah. It's um, six things that Kyrie has to do. So the first one is obviously the one thing you should do: issue an apology for posting the link to the movie. Um, he posted a link to a movie called "Hebrews to Negroes: Wake Up Black America" on October twenty-seventh, and the first um, thing he has to do is um, issue an apology, and he has to make it clear that he n- doesn't have anti-Semitic beliefs. The second one is complete the anti-hate causes that Kyrie, the Nets, and um, the Anti-Defamation League have agreed upon the joint release on November 2nd. And this includes a $500,000 donation towards any causal organizations that work to eradicate hate and intolerance. He also has to complete sensitivity training created by the Nets, complete anti-Semitic and anti-hate training by the Nets. He has to meet with reps from the Anti-Defamation League as well as Jewish officials in Brooklyn. And after completing those five steps, he has to just meet with the team in general and, and owner Joe Sai, and he has to like demonstrate the lessons learned by um, what he had to do, and he has to reiterate that the gravity of the heart is uh, understood, and he has to assure that the type of behavior will not be repeated and tolerated. So I think it's a good ultimatum for Kyrie. Obviously, this is um, this is not what you want to have on your plate, but I'm glad I'm glad the Nets gave him the ultimatum for what he has to do. And it looks like he's taking that seriously. You know, he met with Adam Silver the other day, and Silver said that um, Kyrie isn't anti-Semitic. Keep in mind, Adam Silver, who is Jewish himself, said this. He's known Kyrie ever since he came into the league, and he's never heard any anti-Semitic words. So it looks like um, Kyrie is getting off to a good start with them completing these uh, ultimatums. Absolutely, Ben. I just think that I I don't know what the root of posting that is um as as ben mentioned i'll go in a little bit more detail but there isn't much more detail to elaborate on um obviously everybody knows about twitter and you can say whatever you want to do and do what you want to do and on october 27th he simply posted the link to the film he roast negroes um which is located on amazon prime video 
as you know, Amazon Prime Video is just like a Netflix or HBO. You can go on there and watch films under their contract. And he simply just posted that link to that film on his Twitter. And that's where the backlash really steadfast. And the thing about that film is it does promote some sort of, I, you know, very, very hateful things. Um, this is the IMDb pitch for it. Um, it's a documentary uh, lasting three hours and 28 minutes. This is based on Ronald Dalton's book, which is, it was all based on a book of the same name. The film aims to prove the black Hebrew Israelites belief that certain people of color, including black Americans are the true descendants of the biblical, biblical Israelites. So in this film, obviously religion takes a play and a lot of things take a play. Obviously I haven't watched the film. I don't plan on watching the film. Um, but Everybody jumped on this, and that's what happened. Uh, Nike suspending the new release of the Kyrie shoes and plenty of other companies such as Deuce Brand and so on and so forth pulling away from Kyrie during this time of very high tensions. And it's an incredibly difficult time because Kyrie, as you mentioned beautifully said, Ben, is a, is a bit of a free thinker. He's a bit of a vocal guy, a bit of a polarizing figure in sports. It's difficult because – um, as an athlete, you know, we're always expected to, you know, shut up and dribble and kind of play our sport. But Kyrie has taken that power that he has in that voice to say things. And some things that he has said have been extremely questionable. And they did give him an ultimatum. Uh, the owner and the commissioner obviously came together to do what they had to do. But it's very interesting that he's still suspended or he won't play when both Adam Silver and the owner have said that, He's a cool guy. You know, here's a quote from uh, Mr. Sai. He said, it's clear to me that Kyrie does not have any beliefs or hate towards Jewish people or any group. Um, if we have this established belief now that Kyrie doesn't have that, I don't know why we can't move forward and, you know, let him play. You know, um, I want to see him back on the court for Brooklyn. I want to see those challenging matchups. I want to see him drop, you know, 30 wherever he goes. And it's weird, this little standoffish. But if I'm Kyrie Irving, I think I feel somewhat you know, a little bit intolerated because I have been giving Brooklyn a hard time, but they're giving me more of a hard time. And I, I if he retires tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be very difficult for me to see him go, obviously. But, you know, he's go, he's gone through a lot. You know, he's a very vocal guy and that bothers a lot of people. And I can see him walk away from the game tomorrow because if you think about it, he has all the money he needs. You know, he has the accolades. He'll go down as a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. I think he, he has enough accolades for that. But it's a very difficult thing, and I just want to see him back on the court, truthfully. I Yeah, I do also. I mean, there were there was an anonymous GM that stated a few days ago that you wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie ever played in the league again. And there were numerous rumors about Kyrie even retiring earlier because of all the COVID stuff. But yeah, as you said, he's got the money. He's got the accolades. He's got the championship. He's got the ring now. Um, it's not like he's going to go down without a ring. And he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be a, most likely a first ballot Hall of Famer. But obviously, we'd love to see Kyrie on the court. And going back to um, just like more people's opinion on this, there are a number of people who um, believe that this whole situation has been drawn out and that it should end. I mean, Kyrie apologized. And um, he like they agree that it should be moved on from. Um, Jalen Brown ripped Nike for um, their statement. You know, Phil Knight um, said that um, he can't, um, he's um, discontinuing his uh, partnership with Kyrie because of his comments. And Jalen Brown, quote, word, uh, word for word, said, Since when does Nike care about ethics? Yeah. So yeah. There, are people, there are people like behind him on this. And uh, Shannon Sharp also um, has a support in this. And Shannon Sharp said to move on from the drama and he's apologized and we should move on from this absolutely so I, so I think like 
I, I do think the drama has been drawn out a little bit. You know, he has apologized. I understand why people are still going on about this. You know, it's hurtful comments and no one wants to see people getting um getting comments like that. They don't want to see any intolerance or hate. So from a from that standpoint, I understand, but I feel like from a basketball standpoint, I feel like I feel like it should this should be moved on from. I feel like Kyrie's paid his dues. He still needs to complete a little bit of the checklist, but you know, he's apologized. I think it should be dropped. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that as long as he comes out with an open and honest apology, he doesn't have to publicly say he can meet with those people or those audiences that he did offend or, you know, insult. And as long as that's out the way, um, as long as he's a proven man and he's bettered himself and learned from his mistakes, let the guy play. You know, it, as long as this is a genuine thing for Kyrie, I'm, I'm for Kyrie's return. I don't think, yeah, I think it is drawn out a little bit. And it's kind of crazy. There's videos surfacing where, you know, Jewish audiences will go to courtside seats for Barclays and he'll be there. And he's like, Hey, what's up guys, whatever. And you know, he, he, he's, he's a, he's a good man at, at deep down in heart. He does a lot for black communities. He does a lot for communities in general, but no one's ever going to bring those things to light because he's somewhat of the scapegoat for a lot of the problems, you know, that we face in basketball. And we kind of point a lot of fingers at him when, you know, we, well, it's always easy to criticize the men in the arena, you know, the one that has blood, sweat, and tears on his face. It's always easy to do that from the outside looking in. But, you know, as long as he's apologized and even went through half of the checklist, which to some degree is a, a little crazy because, you know, people like Miles Leonard didn't receive the same kind of effect. But, you know, I'm, I'm all for Kyrie's return. I think he should be playing basketball tomorrow. But we don't know where he shall land and we don't know what he shall do. But if this is the last time or these are the last moments I have with Kyrie um, playing the game of basketball, first and foremost, I want to thank you, Kyrie, for giving my, my me so many memories growing up playing and crossing people over and doing spin moves and, you know, putting Brandon Knight on the floor at the All-Star weekend or hitting the big shot in Oracle because Always you, fun. you, my friend, um, what basketball is supposed to be. It's not only a game of style and swag and smoothness, but it's a game of vocalness and expressiveness. And out of all the players I've ever seen, you express yourself the most through the game of basketball. And I want to thank you, Kyrie. You know, it's interesting you brought up the Myers-Leonard thing. Obviously, Myers-Leonard a few years ago, he basically um, – he's out of the league right now. He never played another game after uh, he made – he used an anti-Semitic slur on um, a Twitch stream – and no one, and he got cut, and no one else wanted to sign him. And even even uh, Julian Edelman, him being Jewish, he invited Myers Leonard to experience a Sabbath dinner. Now I have no idea if he did that, but he got invited to do that. But Myers Leonard is out of the league right now, and I think it's it's kind of different because I don't maybe Myers Leonard wasn't intending to be hateful, but it's kind of um interesting to think like Kyrie. It's obviously the talent. That's also another big difference. No offense to Myers Leonard, he's no Kyrie Irving by any yes, means. They're not, yes. Nets aren't just going to cut Kyrie off of the off of the comments they made. Kyrie is one of the most talented players in the in basketball, and he's a big asset to your team, and you want to keep him. But what I'm like, what I'm like ta- thinking is, I feel like Kyrie, like he's, I think he's still getting a little too much flack for this. Like his intention, sure, he tweeted something that he shouldn't have. We we're all. We all agree on that, but he wasn't intending to be anti-Semitic. He and according to according to so many people, he's not anti-Semitic, and he wasn't intending to be hateful. He was just it was just a stupid tweet that shouldn't have gone out, 
and he deleted it and he apologized, but people aren't going to move on from it, which um, which is terrible because there are other moments like where people have been hateful and they haven't received the same flack that Kyrie has. Yeah, no, I, absolutely, Ben. But like I said, you know, much earlier in the episode, the capital being basketball is for business, right? And, you know, obviously Myers Leonard was a fringe bridge player on the bench, you know, getting his value minutes from, I would say, the 11th or 9th or 8th roster spot. But Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving. You know, that's Uncle Drew. You know, that's Mr. Flat Earth. You know, the guy will send you to the Flat Earth because he'll cross you over and hit big shots in your face. He's a, it, It's an icon in the game of basketball. And if I'm an owner of a team like Cy, um, a lot of people fill those seats to see number 11, you know, wearing his Kyrie's, you know, a lot of people want to see the guy who hits big shots and his handles are out of this world. And as an owner, if majority, if not a lot of my, you know, uh, ticket purchases or Jersey sales are dictated around a player, obviously I would like to have that player as much as I can available. And if not on the court, as much as, possible so that's the thing about the business aspect of the game because at the end of the day mr Sai wants to make money uh mr silver wants to make money uh the brooklyn nets organization wants to make money and basketball wants to make money and who is at the helm of basketball one of the most talented individuals of all time Kyrie. so that's the thing about it but it is what it is yeah it is what it is and we all want to see Kyrie back on the court i do think he was stupid in what he did but i think at this point he's been a little dragged out and many people they think he should be on the court and they think it's being dragged out and i'm fully on board with that i would love to see Kyrie Irving back on the court but honestly it's just a matter of uh it's just a matter of like time and like whether josiah thinks it's right to come on the court because adrian wojanowski reports that even though like yeah even though the suspension is going to be over by tomorrow night we have no idea if he's going to play still then maybe that's don't decide to play maybe josiah still thinks that Kyrie hasn't done enough or he shouldn't be allowed on the court. He still needs to learn his lesson and be in timeout. But hopefully that's not the case because we'd love to see Kyrie on the court. But I wa- actually, I want to get back to the more of the basketball standpoint of this. So when Kyrie gets unsuspended or whatever, what do you think his future is in the league? Do you think he stays with Brooklyn? Do you think he gets traded? Think he ultimately really retires. What do you? What's your stance on this? What do you think? Well, as you know, you and I know both know Ben. We're New Jersey guys, and Kyrie hails in from New Jersey. And I think um, all politics aside, he's going to try try to stay in this area as best he can. I see the only team that would accept him thus far would be Brooklyn because he's given them some sort of light, some sort of hope going into certain things. Now, with all these things happening, whether it's COVID or the post stuff like that. I, I, I can only assume that GMs have him in a black book somewhere. You know, the guy you want to avoid at all costs because he's this, you know, polarizing figure. And the thing about Kyrie is Kyrie is a bit of an enigma. He keeps to himself, you know, rightly so. I respect that because as, as an athlete, you don't have to know everything that's going on in my life. You don't have to know about my every move. I don't have to publicize anything to you. You know, my job is to play basketball and someone entertain you and you can come and see me or don't. It doesn't matter, right? So the thing about Kyrie is obviously I would like to see him play as long as he can at the level he's playing at. But if if I'm him, if I keep getting disrespected by the very game that I fell in love with and the people that love that game too, if I keep getting mistreated to some degree or given outlandish kind of you know things to do, whether I make mistakes or not and I improve from them, I can walk away from the game too because I have nothing else much to prove. You know, I've, You've seen what I'm capable of. You've seen the moments I've created. I'm going down as – you know, this polarizing, awesome athlete 
So if if I'm Kyrie, um, I really weigh my options. And, you know, he does have a kid. He did have a baby recently, so he has a family that he's starting. So he can prioritize that Andrew Luck style if he would like because then again, you know, he has all he can have. Um, but if he still wants to play this game that he fell in love with and the great game of basketball that you and I, Ben, frequently enjoy and visit, then I can see him play out his contract in Brooklyn and then maybe call it wraps after that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways Kyrie can go. Staying with Brooklyn, I yeah, I think he would probably um stay with Brooklyn for at least another season. You know, maybe try to try to make a run at the championship with his good buddy Kevin Durant. But you know, the Kevin Durant trades, the trade talks are starting back up, and they died down for a little bit in the like in the beginning of the year. But it looks like they might start back up again if Brooklyn is struggling. And right now. Five and seven is not a good look for a team that uh just um that has Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And also they recently fired Steve Nash, which was a great move on their part. That that guy didn't know how to control his players. And that and they were looking at Ime Udoka, which would have been another very questionable decision by Brooklyn considering the acts that Udoka's come in, why he's yeah. and why he's not the coach of the Celtics anymore. And um now Jacques Vaughn's their coach. They've been okay with Vaughn to say the least. They've I think they're three and two with Jacques Vaughn right now. But this team is mediocre right now. Ben Simmons has been really bad. He's he hasn't been scoring. They're, the Nets second best player realistically has probably been Seth Curry. Which is not what you want. I love I love me some Seth Curry, but of course. I don't think there shouldn't be a reason why Seth Curry is your second best player currently. KD has done all he can. He's been carrying the team on his back. And frankly, like, if I'm KD or Kyrie, if the team, uh, if the team flounders by like the trade deadline, I would reiterate my trade request out of Brooklyn. And if I'm Josiah, I would be like, "Hey, this is not working out. We've got three guys under huge contracts. That being Durant, Irving, and Simmons. I'll look to move one or two of them and get young pieces and picks back. Because you can get the world for Kevin Durant. He's Kevin Durant. He's one of the best players we've ever seen." Yeah. You can get a decent amount for Kyrie because Kyrie Irving, as polarizing as he is, he's still so talented. Yeah. And um, Ben Simmons, he's been really bad this season, but he's still young enough and he has, he's shown all star, but he's been an all star in the past and he's still one of the best defenders and playmakers in the league. So it really, with Kyrie, sta- with Kyrie and the Nets, it really depends on how Brooklyn is when he eventually comes back. Yeah. Because. They're not good right now, and we let's say get hot. I don't really see a KD wanting to be there. Thus, mean that Kyrie is likely not going to want to be there. And interesting nugget I just saw today: the New Orleans Pelicans, David Griffin. Um, he's look if Kyrie requests a trade from Brooklyn, or if the Nets are looking to trade, he is gonna call. And then the Pelicans have assets. Yeah, you know they have a bunch of young players. You know they got um Brandon Ingram who who would probably be the main trade piece in a trade. They have Herb Jones, uh, Jose Alvarado. They got Trey Murphy is coming to his own this year. They got Jackson Hayes. And they got um, Jonas Valanciunas. And they have a boatload of first-round picks, including one from the LA Lakers, who are currently 2-9. and nine. And with um, a top prospect being uh, Mr. Victor Wembenyama, the mm-hmm. most talented prospect since LeBron James, that's going to be such an enticing pick. And... You would probably want it, and most teams are going to cover that pick. Hell, even Kevin Durant might be up for grabs if that pick is available because 
if you get Victor, your team is going to be have a cornerstone for years to come. And yeah. if you're Brooklyn and the Pelican, and if David Griffin offers that pick, I would, I would trade Kyrie to, to New Orleans for that. Especially if you get young players back. If you get Trey Murphy, who isn't a good building block. Especially if you can get Brandon Ingram back. Honestly, if I'm Brooklyn, I would consider an Ingram and 2023 Lakers pick for Kyrie straight up. I think Brooklyn would high key win that trade. Mm-hmm. I think um I think Brooklyn needs to start over and I think Kyrie I don't think he I don't think he I think his days are numbered in Brooklyn. I don't think he stays in that much longer and I think I think th- he, there should be another chapter in his in um the NBA. I don't think he'll retire, but I don't think he I don't think he's in Brooklyn beyond this year. Yeah, at the end of the day um, they're athletes. And the thing about athletes is we hail them as these invincible figures when they're not, they're just like us. They put their pants on the same way we do in the morning. And at the end of the day, what do they want to do? Um, KD coming off of his stint in, in golden state, he has his rings. He's gotten paid plenty. What does he want to do? Does he just want to ride out the rest of his career, enjoying the game, which I'm all for that, you know, more, more KD, the better. Does he want to win, win a ring? Is he in a win now state? If so, Brooklyn might not be the spot for that. Um, does he just want to collect a small fortune from Brooklyn? If so, sure, you can stay, and Cy will probably offer what he wants to offer or whatever. Or does he want to leave? You know. And I think a lot of the movement in Brooklyn is going to hinder on what Kyrie does. And like I said with KD, if Kyrie wants to walk away from the game and he has nothing more to prove and he wants to enjoy his family and be a great father, so be it, dog. We love you for it. Thank you for all the time you've had with us. If he wants to win a championship, then again, Brooklyn might not be the way right now because you have all these guys under massive contracts, like you said, Ben, and the rest of the roster isn't as fulfilled out as you would like it to be. If you want to collect a small fortune from Brooklyn, go ahead. I'm sure you can do that too. Um, At the end of the day, it's really up to their decision. We can theorize and do all these things, but they're human beings at the end of the day, and they will make a decision um, with their best interest at heart most of the time. And it's going to be very, very interesting for Brooklyn moving forward because – it, when their entire roster plays on a nightly basis, I do think they're not they're not the greatest, you know. Obviously, you have Kyrie and Katie on, a, on the same team, but at the end of the day, it's a team, T-E-A-M. And you have five guys on the court at all times, and you have guys you have to dig into the bench for, and not all guys can play 48 minutes straight. You know, this is the Will Chamberlain days, you know. It's a very much team effort, and we saw a great team or two great teams last year in the NBA Finals, Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors. Those are teams. Brooklyn isn't a team. Brooklyn is a two-headed hydra um, surrounded by a bunch of guys that lack a certain basketball identity, and that's going to be difficult for Brooklyn, and if I'm the owner, Cy, obviously I'm pulling my hair out because it's a very difficult situation, and I can't imagine dealing with it. And obviously, if I'm Kyrie and KD, I have my own things I have to worry about and my own things. And at the end of the day, we can speculate and say all these things, but we aren't them, you know, and I'm not one of the most talented basketball players on earth. So to whatever you guys do, I say good luck to whatever you guys do. I say I wish you good fortune, but I do want to see you guys play. And I do want you guys to see a like, you know, make a deep uh, playoffs run because I do enjoy you, you know, you guys when you play basketball. You know, I would love to see Kyrie make a deep player front. Obviously, not as a member of the Nets because I despise Brooklyn personally. But if Kyrie makes a deep run, say if he goes to the Pelicans, I would love to see him make a deep playoff run. You know, it's a fun upcoming team with Zion and guys like that, and it would be cool to see Kyrie and a Pelicans. A lot, jersey. Of, a lot of Duke products over there too. Honestly, or even in even in like a Mavericks jersey. You know, Dallas could use some help for um for Luka Doncic, and that would be a uh, great. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. But if going forward, it's going to be a very interesting time. I do think it's a little played out and a little too much he has to do. But at the end of the day, we're not in control of that thing. We can only observe Ben and enjoy life at, at hand. But um, first and foremost, thank you for your time, Ben. You know, I always love these talks. So I always wanted to say that. Um, thank you for being a great partner in this. Uh, same, same to you. I have to give my hats off for a uh, best partner in the game. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Sports Inventory. Um, once again, I'm Ben Kuchapudi. Tyler Graham, baby. Enjoy the rest of your night, fellas. We'll see you guys later.